Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where the wellness company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. That's right, folks. 10% off, peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe, stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. And here we are, of course, for this another great edition. My guest today is Jim Hockaday. Now, I got to know Jim a few years ago uh, based upon inquiries from some of my colleagues. And I said, hey, who do we know that can teach about healing? And more than one said, this guy. So so Jim Hockaday, welcome, man. Hey, Dr. Mark, this is great. Thank you for letting me come on your podcast and be a part of the new year here as we start in uh, 2021. This is a great time to be together with you. Thank you. You're welcome, man. The most important thing I should say to all of our listeners before we just really go headlong into this subject of healing, and I want to today, is that um, you're my friend, and I felt I feel very honored to call you that because uh, we've got to know each other a lot of times over a lot of talks, and uh, it's been uh, just incredible. You you have absolutely um, 
been used of God to teach me several things. And I want you to know that, and I'm acknowledging that publicly. So folks, when you dive, when we start getting into this right now, I want you to stop what you're doing uh, seriously and just don't say anything. Just listen. I mean, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Just right. uh, listen, listen. So uh, Jim, uh, you're a passionate guy. So what's the source of all this passion you have right now? Well, uh, as a young man, uh, actually as a young boy, I received the Lord Jesus into my heart uh, as a four-year-old boy. Um, it was a part of just a great upbringing in a family that was a Christian family. And and uh, my parents really modeled in front of me what they believed, which was uh, really wonderful. You don't always get that. Sometimes you grow up in more of a religious home or a home where there's no Christianity at all, and, and God's not a part of your life. But he was a great part of my life. And so even as a young boy, um, kind of funny story, I'll just share just briefly. But, you know, I learned as a Baptist, um, we, we learned what was called the Roman road. That just means in the book of Romans, there are certain scriptures that will lead you from point A to point B, where you know that you need God in your life. And uh, they start out very simply with all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. There are none righteous, no, not one. Uh, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, thou shalt be saved. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made into salvation. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's the Roman road. Well, I learned that very, very young. And so I used to take my friends into their closets, just meaning that the preacher would always preach on Matthew 6 and 7, where it says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites and show yourselves on the streets. Go into your closet, close the door. Well, I took that literally. You took them in your closet. Well, or their closet. I'd go to their house and say, <laughs> we got to go into the closet in order to pray. Oh, and so I would preach them that little Roman road, those scriptures that I shared with you. And then I'd ask them if they'd like to receive Christ. And those that did, of course, it was a very simple salvation. And those that didn't, I'd hold their head down until they said, I'll, I'll, I'll say it, you know. And so I had a hundred percent results back in that day. <laughs> Dr. Martin, you know? a, a lot of it was forced. I will tell you that, but you know, there was something there. You ask about passion, and there was just something there from the very beginning. Uh, I can't take credit for that. That's just something of God on my life as even a young boy, and that never left me. So that was always a part of my upbringing is to share the gospel. As I got older, of course, I, I opened my heart to more of the gospel. I'll say that, where it included... Um, being filled with the Holy Spirit. It included divine healing. It included the things that, that the scriptures talk about when Jesus commissioned us in Mark chapter 16. And he said, cast out devils, heal the sick, speak in new tongues. You know, those things we didn't understand or we didn't touch in, in the church I grew up in. But this was something now that became a part of my, my understanding of Christianity. And so then it broadened my perspective, and that passion really has never left. And it's just really been to serve the Lord and then to, to find, if you will, the greatest tangibility of God that I can find. And I know that's a little different way of saying it, 
but I just believe God should be real to us. He should just be in a book. He shouldn't just be in a building at 10 o'clock that we call a church. Mm-hmm. He lives in your heart, so he should be in your life. That's wonderful. And, you know, you mentioned something, uh, and I thought that was pretty funny in the closet. So uh, <laughs> the idea of, of of healing. So when you talk about healing, that implies that, you know, people are sick and then they're well. Pretty cool, right? So looking at that and looking at, you know, what you observe, you travel all around the world. What is right. your take on um, America's or perhaps the world's uh, health status at present? Well, I mean, as you know, there is a great push with science, of course, which I thank God for. There's good science now. A um, hundred years ago, 50 years ago, we wouldn't have been as excited about an operation as people are today because, um, you know, the, the procedure wasn't as, as defined as it is today. Uh, but even in the midst of all of that, Dr. Mark, and especially with your business and what you do to help people get on a more holistic method of just being careful with what you eat and, and having the right intake of nutrition, uh, we still see such a huge amount of people being sick. And, and I personally have a, I, I have a thought about that. I believe that has much to do with people really believe in sickness. Mm -hmm. I I know that sounds weird, but if you believe in something, you'll create that reality. Uh, I have a little testimony to share with you about a man that was found dead in a commercial freezer. And of course, as we would assume, he had hypothermia when they did the autopsy. The only problem was the freezer wasn't on. (laughs) See, because he believed in it, right? That's what I'm saying. He believed in that. I have one other small little testimony of a man that told me about his mother-in-law and how she, at at a certain age, 50s, a little bit after 50s, she started saying to the family, I'll be the next person that gets cancer. And the family said, Mama, don't say that. And the more she said it, the more they gave her attention, which is what she really wanted. Well, indeed, within the next year, she had cancer. Mm. And in her fight to control the cancer, she ended up losing her mind with dementia. Now, this is very interesting. Within one week of losing her mind, the cancer left. Well, you know, you mentioned something there, and I I really want to hit that. You know, people believe in and or they embrace this idea of sickness. Why do people do that? You've seen a lot of people do that. Have you formed an observation and and why people do that? I know you mentioned one reason is to seek attention, but it just seems so hard to believe that people would want it so bad that they would want it, that would kill them so they'd want attention. I mean, that, that seems like a little contrary there. Yeah, well, it's very interesting. You know, ever since, of course, we have sin in the earth. The idea that Adam and Eve were created by God in a very wonderful environment of love, where there was no sin, there was no sickness, no disease, there was nothing hostile toward man. And yet all of that changed so quickly, and and man didn't fight against the change, he embraced it. In fact, you don't see any passages where Adam and Eve repented. Mm, That's really good. Really good. They never noticed that. They tried to get back in the garden because they knew that was their safety. What happened? They embraced their new perspective. 
And things went downhill very, very quickly. Look at how quickly within six chapters, the earth became perverse and then the flood came. So I'm saying as long as there's negativity in the earth, people believe in that a whole lot more than they do the positive things of life. So if you look at the news media, think about it. Years ago, when we used to have actual papers, you know, the, the news uh, uh, organizations understood this principle. And that is, if it bleeds, it leads. That was a slogan. So the worse the situation, the, the more uh, horrific the crisis, the more people would buy papers. Which just tells you what? There's a propensity within the human heart that's not saved, that doesn't know God and have peace within himself to actually believe in, harness, and grab a hold of negativity. So if people hear that there's a virus going on, the first thing they think is, oh, my God, I'll get it. So what people don't realize, and this is one of those things that's hard for some folks to grab a hold of because maybe they've heard some things that have distorted this truth that I'm going to give. But what you believe in today and and confess out of your mouth and act on will become tomorrow's realities. Mm-hmm. We're, we're made in the image and likeness of God. And it's interesting, if you believe in something and are passionate about it, you can create that reality. Mm-hmm. And people believe in sickness. They believe in disease. And I don't mean this, what I'm going to say right now, to be any any negative toward any woman, but I know that in the month of October, we've kind of embraced in the United States the idea that if you're wearing pink, you're honoring those who yeah. have had breast cancer who or who actually are struggling with that at present. But Mark, look at what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're making a color identify cancer, which means it makes people more aware of cancer. The more aware you are, the more you believe in it, the more you believe in it, the more we see it. I've said this for years. If we could get people to wear red T-shirts that symbolize the crimson blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that was shed for our redemption, where he took our infirmity and bore our sickness, I'm telling you, we could clear out hospitals if people would be constantly made aware of Jesus is my healer. But on the contrary, all we see is uh, advertisements about drugs, uh, about medications, about problems, about difficulties. And we identify with them so much so that we create those realities. Mm. It's a very interesting thing when, when emotions in the human heart grab a hold of something. And one of the greatest emotions that's actually a negative emotions is fear. Yeah. And today in the earth, because of what's going on in the media, really hyping up the whole uh, idea of the virus that's going on, there's such fear in the earth. I mean, if you're not six feet, somebody will turn around and say, you need to get back. It's six feet. Yeah. And, and the worst part about it is, look at, look at the ridiculousness, even of what we're being told. You wear a mask into the facility and then you get to take it off when you're eating. Like, how does the virus know that it can't get you while you're walking to your table? But when you're at your, do you, do you know what I'm saying? I hear you. I'm totally with you on this. This is ridiculous. But guess what? The majority of people do not even think about how ridiculous it is. They just buy into it. Jim, you're saying something that should be taught as you and I have discussed many, many times, 
Um, this this should be a teaching out of every single solitary disciple's believer's mouths and lives, not by what we just say, but what we do. What went wrong with this, Jim Hockaday? What went wrong? Because it's not a teaching you hear. Yeah, well, you know, religion was always brought into what was pure as a means of actually confusing it and and distracting people from the real. Because you have to understand... If we look at the scriptures as truth, the Bible says in the book of Acts that the disciples in the early church turned the world upside down. Now, how did they do that? They did that with what they said and what they did and what God did. So there was a pattern there. They got filled with God. Miracles took place. And then they continued to preach with boldness. So my point is this. When you're demonstrating what you're actually saying, you can get an audience real quick. Mm-hmm. If you're just saying it, but you can't demonstrate it, that's where things fall off. And years and years ago, without getting into too much church history, Constantine came along and he said, hey, everybody, come out of your little house churches. We'll give you buildings and you can erect these great big churches. And what he was doing was trying to, to uh, uh, confine and control Mm-hmm. What he couldn't control when it was at a pure place where people were just meeting in homes. So this whole idea of these mega churches and religion, I'm not against anything. I'm just trying to say that it doesn't produce as much results as we've actually thought. I- I'm going to say something right now, whether someone likes it or not, but it's actually true if you'll open your heart to it. The greatest thing that the modern church has done is taught people how to fail without having a problem with it. Mm, that's so we good. Go Say that these, one more we, time. That's so good. I want well, you to Well, the that. greatest the greatest thing that the modern church has done is taught people how to fail without having a problem. Mm, wow. In other words, think about it. The only organization today that can stay open and actually not be successful is the church. Wow. That's true be- because people, people keep coming People keep coming and keep paying. If you were in any other type of business, uh, Dr. Mark, think about it. If, if what you were doing wasn't helping people, how would you stay open? They wouldn't come, period. They wouldn't come. They wouldn't come. In fact, if everybody was dying, uh, you, you wouldn't have a business. No. I've always told people, look out for those churches that have really, really big cemeteries and small parking lots. That's the wrong vision. <laughs> That's the wrong vision. Oh, this is so good. That says that says that when you go in, you most likely will not come out. <laughs> you know, it's the wrong vision. But what I'm trying to get at is people don't think this way. We 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 act like sheep where we just get herded and we get pushed to do something without actually contemplating whether there's success. Because Dr. Mark, success is not 10,000 people in a building. That just is a good business. Yes, sir. Agreed. Agreed. Success success in the church is whether someone's experiencing God to the degree where they're getting their prayers answered. Because answered prayer is one of the markers of the church. God answers all prayer. Yes. When Jesus said, ask and you shall receive, he didn't say ask and you might, ask and you maybe. If you'll just be good enough, he said, when you ask, 
you receive. That's one of the markers. And if we're not seeing answers to prayers, if we've got to go to all the doctors as Christians, like the world goes to the doctors, then we have to ask ourselves the question, to what degree does our Christianity produce something beyond the person that's not saved? You can say, well, Christianity is about being nice. Well, there's a lot of nice people I know that aren't saved that I would say are nicer than a lot of people that I know that are saved. So you, <laughs> can't, so true. you can't go by that. Yeah, This isn't fire insurance. So Christianity and salvation is life, God's life inside of a human being lived to the degree where it overcomes the difficulties and chaos of the world with answered prayers. And that's what we're contending for. For instance, uh, last week I was in Bogota, Colombia, and there was a little boy that was crippled that was deaf and he was mute. And God touched him in a seat and he ran on the platform and he began to speak as he could hear sounds for the first time. Wow. We wow. saw a woman that had a tumor in her breast and it disappeared. Saw another woman that couldn't sit down and she just flopped down on her seat. All the pain had disappeared. She was just in tears. There was an old woman that had had an accident. She had five bones that did not go back in place as they should on her leg. Doctors say she'd never walk. And I grabbed her hands and she not only walked with me, she took off running. Wow. Her family embraced her. She was in tears. Look at what Jesus did. See, that's answer prayers. That's the markers of real Christianity as it was in the original church. So we've got to have more people experiencing God instead of just talking about God. The world is really tired of us Christians. They're tired of us telling them how bad they are. They're going to hell. They've got sin in their life. You know, you know Dr. Mark, that, that's not the gospel message. No, sir. The gospel message is Jesus loves you. He forgave all your sin. There's a place for you in heaven. If you'll receive his love, you'll, you'll know him personally and you can experience his goodness. That's the gospel message. You know, Jim, two things. Number one, um, just a, a, a commentary. I have um, said to you, and I've said to people that they're listening to this, this uh, podcast that I am shocked when people come here that don't that don't get healed. I'm shocked. It's, it's odd. It's weird. I don't, I, why, why not? Cause we expect it. We expect it. It's, it's normal. It's just as normal as picking up a glass of tea and drinking it, knowing it's going to go in my mouth. I don't, right. it's not a consideration. There's no doubt, but this is what you're talking about. It's talking about being so consumed with the presence of God that you, you, you don't have, it's not a consideration, but, but healing wellness or, or not being sick it's just something that not being sick is you just don't believe in that. So is that what you're saying, Jim, where people can really get a hold of this? They don't have to, you know, go to a church. They can just embrace God. That's it, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And that's actually the very best is a person's own relationship where they do embrace God. Um, but let me share a couple of phrases here. You know, if if you go a certain amount of time, again talking about something without seeing it, then you begin to lose uh, the, the, the validity of the subject. Uh, I've said this for years, but it's more appropriate now than, than ever. And that is people are still excited about faith as long as they don't have to use theirs. <laughs> oh, that's good, man. And, and the point of that is to say people 
in the church world are losing their confidence in God because they've prayed prayers without seeing answers. They've heard messages without seeing results. And they've, they've become weary in their faith. And so there's a real need for a pushback to really emphasize divine healing. Now, you said something wonderful about the, norm, the normality of lifting up a glass of tea. And of course, it's going to go into my mouth. Now, healing is what people think is special. It's not special. It's normal. Mm -hmm. And as long as we treat it like a lottery ticket with 200 million to one odds, well, there's no sense about getting excited about your victory when you know most likely you'll never have it. Now think for a moment what we do. Someone gets sick and on Facebook, they say, we need a miracle. Oh, we yeah. need everybody praying. And notice what they did, Dr. Mark. They just made the, the, the result of whatever difficulty they're having become a miracle. And they put it on a shelf in a place that's unattainable as though it's a lottery ticket. Or someone says, man, we just need the supernatural. As though what is of God isn't natural. Mm -hmm. See, see, we look at the earth. We look at the world. We look at sickness. We look at disease and we think it's natural. I'm going to share one thought here. I believe everybody will be able to, to, to understand this and it'll resonate with everybody, no matter if there's someone that's churched or not. When Adam and Eve came out of the garden, what do you think the first thing they said to each other was? Probably, um, what are we going to do now? <laughs> because in the garden, they didn't have to do anything. God did it all, right? But when they're out of the garden, now they've got to provide shelter, food, clothing, all the essentials, which has become, think about it, which has become the lifestyle of every human being on the face of this earth. Mm -hmm. The lifestyle of doing, the lifestyle of working hard, the lifestyle of, of, of you know, the early bird gets the worm. It's all about the to-do list. And we've moved God away from our life by us being the center and the focus. Everything that Adam and Eve experienced, Dr. Mark, think about it. It was a first. When Eve was running around that makeshift counter that Adam made her, making sure that she didn't burn the water as she was, it was boiling, she hit her hip on the corner and she grabbed it and said, ow. And Adam looked at her funny like, what what's out? <laughs> That's good. And she said, Well, well, it hurts. And he said, What does hurt mean? And she said, Well, I hit my hip on that corner right there. And she said, It's 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 funny, it's a funny color. And and to touch it, it hurts. Well, Adam didn't understand hurt. Adam didn't understand owl. If Eve would have told him, well, you, you go ahead and hit your hip there. and you, You'll know what I'm talking about. Adam didn't have any reference. They had never hurt before. They had never had an owl. And he went over and jammed his hip on that stone and grabbed it and said, ow, ow. And she said, that's what I said. He said, well, it hurts. She said, now you know what hurt means. My point is today, fast forward over 6,000 years. We accept hurts. 
We accept at 50, we can't see well to read our book. We accept that my hearing's not what it used to be. We accept that I got out of bed today and man, that pain in my bed. Well, you know, you're getting older. Mm. We accept that because it's what everybody has. But there was a day when that didn't exist. And people experienced it for the first time because I'm telling you right now, Methuselah, who lived 969 years, if he would have found out at 50 that he was hurting and someone would have told him, you've got another 919 years to go, he would have said, shoot me. (laughs) Probably so. I think you're getting my point, which is look at how well we accept the things of negativity without even questioning them. And yet God wants to touch our lives at all times and at all points. Mm. This has become our way of life. And, and, and the Lord has to change that paradigm in the way we see things. And, and, and Dr. Mark, the only way to do it is when you can demonstrate it. Well, Jim, what's, I mean, here we are in, in 2021 and we've all had fear this concept, it's been crammed down everyone's throat perpetually. Sure. Where's what's the missing link? Where do we go from right here? I mean, here we are right now. Where do people start, Jim? Well, uh, number one, uh, the first thing I believe is to have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Everything through Jesus Christ changes when you know Him. You can try to do it on your own. And you know what? To be honest and to be fair to everyone, if you were just to not accept the negativity, but believe that there's something good on its way, you would definitely change your environment. I I, I will say that to anyone. But Jesus came on purpose. God knew that we needed an answer. A friend of mine said this to me. I think you'll like this. He was a good redneck, you know, country boy. And uh, he went on to be with the Lord. But he said, back in the ninth grade, he said, they tried to teach me the algebra. Now, I I loved how he said it. He called it the algebra like it was some, you know, alien or something, you know. And he said, they tried to tell me X's and Y's had numerical value. And he said, man, I didn't get all that stuff. He said, but the final exam said X plus Y equals 49. Figure out what X and Y is. He said, I got so happy, I took my paper right up to the teacher, put it on her desk and said, what do I care what X and Y is? I got the 49. (laughs) Because the truth is, Dr. Mark, when you've got the answer, you don't care if it's 48 plus 1, 52 minus 3. The problem does not matter if you have the answer. And Jesus is the answer. God knew mankind needed a solution that man couldn't get himself. And that's why he sent Christ on our behalf, not only to set us free in our hearts, to change the way that we see things, heal our bodies, bless our lives, and give us hope where there's no hope. Mm. So if you ask, where does this all start? Well, number one, it starts right at that very simple place of letting Jesus become real to our lives. Mm. That's so good. And so really, it's not about for those of us out there that are listening now, it's not about us doing anything. It's about us stopping no. trying to do and instead just seek and seek God and let him do. 
Is that kind of the, 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 the message here? Well, first of all, I like that you went that direction because for years, the whole, if we go back to the Adam and Eve illustration and they created the to-do list, yeah, <clears throat> which is kind of interesting, but it's actually true. Now we've magnified it until our to-do lists are on our phones with alerts. That's right. So we're, we're all so conscious of what we have to do. But the truth is the disciples came to Jesus in John chapter six and said, what must we do to work the works of God? And Jesus didn't say, you need to, you know, you need to do 10, 10 j- jumping jacks and, you know, and, and, and 15 burpees. I'm glad that burpees were not something back then. Amen. <laughs> but what he said was, you need to believe. Yeah. So the right thinking will produce right believing. Mm-hmm. And that's something we've done in the church for so long. We've made people feel like unless you're perfect. <clears throat> so you need to read your Bible more. You need to pray more. You need to do more. You need to make sure you go to church and you're on time. In other words, we put the outward performance in front of the inward work of Christ. Because when God touches your life, out of that life, you'll begin to change how you do. So the real truth of the matter is we need to just fall in love with Jesus. Mm. We need to allow him to become real. And I want to interject this thought right here. Uh, there's a, there's an illustration I guess I could tell. I actually think it's great. Yeah. Okay. So for, for those that are musical, you'll really get this. But I learned to play the piano by notes. I had a piano teacher that gave me sheet music. And I learned my scales and I did my scales and I counted out the notes, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D. Okay. I I went from that perspective, which really made me rely on the notes, on the sheet music. So much so that to this day, I have to have music in front of me to be able to play. But there's people that didn't learn that way. They learned by ear. And so someone would teach them, do you hear this chord? And they say, yeah, I hear it. Can you, can you pick out the notes? And then you would pick out those notes, and which would do what, Mark? It would make you go inward instead of outward. Right. It would make you look at that intuitive part of you to hear something and then be able to play it. And those people later on are able to then learn the chord names and play by music according to sheet music, but they can play by ear. Yeah. Once you learn to play by sheet music alone, you'll always need a book or or some type of music Mm. to be able to play. Here's my point. If we make people only have a relationship with God through the Bible, then they need scripture in able to function. But if we help them from the very beginning to take time to just get quiet and look inwardly, God will become real to them. If they'll go to a park or walk out into the woods, they'll find God because he's everywhere. And they'll learn that he's more real to them than just in the book. Thank God we have the Bible. But there were generations that didn't even have a Bible. Dr. Mark, so what did they do? Well, they did what? They opened up their heart and they found God. I'm telling you, the people that are listening today, 
it would behoove all of us. Thank God we have our scriptures and we know that the scriptures lead us to Jesus. But take some time and get quiet. Let God become real to your heart where you know inside that he's living in you and that he's real and that he's speaking to you and you can hear him. Because if you'll put the two together, you'll never be at a loss. If all you have is scripture and you can't get your prayers answered, that means God's not real to you. Mm -hmm. Let him come out of the book. Let him begin to live in your heart. Let him begin to show you things in your daily routines. And life will actually become so fun and animated, you'll begin to get your prayers answered. And I can't tell people how much I wish we had hours, yeah. Dr. Mark, to talk about these things, mm -hmm. because this is really, in my opinion, where the church is missing it. We've become so religiously minded and we do know the scriptures and we can lead somebody to a verse and a reference. But if you can't get your prayer answered, you can't get your healing, you can't see God touch your life, you pray about someone's healing and you can't see them get healed, then there's got to be a disconnect. Because when I turn the lights on, the reason why they come on is because the wires are connected. Mm -hmm. If they don't come on, I'm going to look for the reason why there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. And this is something I know it may seem like I'm being negative to the church and I'm not trying to be. I'm just trying to say, if we'll be open enough to let God show us where we really are, we can make the adjustments necessary to get to where we want to be. Mm. That is like, there's nothing that I can add to that. That is so profound, so on point, and so something that all of us need to hear over and over and over and over again yeah. until it becomes part of who we are. Um, yeah. Jim, I, I, I true. I mean, I would love, let's do this again for sure. I want people to connect with you. You speak all over the place, all over the world. How can people connect with you and get more of uh, just, of just what this teaching is? That's true teaching. This is right. So how can people connect with you? Well, our ministry website is really easy. It's just jimhockaday.com. My last name is spelled H-O-C-K-A-D-A-Y. So jimhockaday.com. And there's an email on that website. We've got a whole uh, bunch of products and all in case anyone ever wanted to, to get more into what we're talking about. Um, you know, we have a lot of things there. We have um, 266 uh, downloadable free archives of a radio show that I did with my cowboy friend, BJ Rickard. And we talked all about these type of things right here. And people can download those shows all they want. There's nothing religious about those shows. You know, we're just trying to help people realize that they can have their own personal relationship with God. That's real enough where it works. So jimhockaday.com folks, Correct. I want you to go there. Um, Jim, uh, the, wow doesn't uh, describe um, the last half an hour. Uh, it is it is beyond that. This is this is truly a moment that I want people to catch. Listen to this over and over again, and over and over again, and go to jimhockaday.com right now. Don't wait. Go there right now because I tell you um, once again, like I said at the top, this and you 
Your willingness to be used like this has affected my life personally profoundly. It's affected our ministry here at the Functional Medical Institute profoundly. And I couldn't say, truly, Jim, and I've never told you this, and I want people to understand this, until I began to understand the the reality of God in our lives and the normalcy of his presence and healing, they're just like, that's it. There was probably a, a, a doubt or two that would come in from time to time, but not anymore. I don't, it doesn't even cross my mind because it's not part of who I am, you know? Right. And so yeah. I just really, I'm grateful for that. And, and I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for your ministry. I'm grateful that our paths um, sort of intersected and crossed another. Absolutely. Twisted at the hip now, man, for yeah. this side of heaven. So, uh, man, thank you. For yes. joining us. It's been brilliant. Just brilliant. Yeah. Well, Dr. Mark, thank you for what you're doing at Functional Medicine. You're you're combining not only your skill uh, that you have medically, but the very fact that you believe mm-hmm. in God's presence to touch people is going to help them recover yeah. and see results that they normally wouldn't see just from medicine alone. You know, we're, we're not, people need to know, I, I'm not against medicine by any means. Thank God for any way, shape, or form that you can find yourself feeling better, uh, doing better in life. My point and and the part of my life that I'm contending for is to help people be able to get better and more quality divine healings from God so that they can come back to that place where the pendulum has swung so far in medicine that that even Christians don't even consider that God can heal you unless there's no other alternative. And then they have to say things like, well, now I've got to believe God. And my thought is, well, great. Now you can you can get healed. So (laughs) you're taking you're taking both of those paths and combining them. And I'm really thankful for your heart, your approach, what you're doing there at Functional Medicine. You and your wife have a real special place in my heart for what you're doing. And these things that we're sharing, uh, Dr. Mark, believe with me that it'll become easier for us to share them in even a a more simple way, because I know this for sure. Jesus didn't die to make this difficult. No. He died to make it easy. In fact, There's a man that was let down through the roof that was paralyzed. And Jesus looked at that man as he was let down and he said, son, your sins be forgiven. And the Pharisees went off like, who are you to forgive sin? And Jesus responded to them and said, which is easier to forgive a sin or to heal his body? But that you may know that I have power to forgive sin. He looked at the man and said, take up your bed and walked." And the man got up and walked. Notice Jesus said both of those were easy. Yeah, he came to make this easy and we're believing together that God will help this message to become so simple that everybody can begin to experience God's best. And if someone needs medicine, thank God you can get it. But let's let God start to touch people as well and bring it right back to where Jesus died, took our stripes went to hell, was raised up again, seated in heaven to give us the authority to walk in health on this earth right here and right now. JimHockaday.com. You got to go yes, there. Sir. I'm telling you right now, yes, go there. Um, folks, that has been um, uh, an amazing time here. Um, wow. We're going to do this again and again to keep yes, this sir. going forward. 
And um, I always ask you, ladies and gentlemen, to, uh, you know, to subscribe, find out what's coming, who's coming next so you can catch up because a lot of times the unawareness or sometimes the awareness and rebellion will keep us from walking in health. And yeah. let us not let anything stand the way, right, Jim? That's exactly right. You said it. Well, I appreciate you, man. And uh, look <laughs> yes, forward sir. to seeing you guys next time on All Healthcare's right. Missing Link. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.